welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a video game podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. This is episode 25. I'm Shelby Stokes. On the cast today, we have Casey Cool. Hey. Supreme Emperor Sean Poole. Hello. And somewhat new to the cast, Matt Schneider. Yo. Schneider. Dang it! <laughs> I deserve that. Is there someone named? Have I ever heard of? Sh- I've never heard of Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is a carrot. Well, Matt, welcome. We've already we've already slotted your name. How do you feel? Well, I feel better than last time because I think we're actually recording. So. <laughs> yes. So a lot of you don't know, we had did a whole episode and I edited Matt out and it only gave me an hour of extra work, maybe two. But it sucked because he was giving us a good take. But now he's finished the game that he's going to talk to us about. And Matt is actually going to be part of our team as a writer for our website when our reviews go up. And he's going to review a new game. And the game is what, Matt? What did you... Uh, What I just finished was The Ghost of Tsushima. And I think I was about uh, one-third of the way into it last time. So I wasn't able to give you guys a real full review of it. I definitely have a better understanding of the entire game this time so that's you know we'll call that the silver lining yeah yeah that's we're glass half full type of people right there you go so what is this game about so ghost tsushima is a samurai story about um, a mongolian army invading an island called tsushima which is a real thing (laughs) uh off the Mm -hmm. mainland of japan uh, so you're getting invaded by Koten Khan, who is Kublai Khan's nephew. And if you oh, know the lineage, Kublai Khan is Genghis Khan's son. So that's a that's a way mm-hmm. to go to get there. But we're, we're there. Bri- Brian Boitano so a... fought him off, if you recall from the South Park movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's like canon in real life yeah. history. Brian Boitano, too. My reference point is <laughs> uh, South Park. <laughs> Forget history class. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's gonna. They're getting invaded by a descendant of Genghis yes. Khan. Distant relative, like. one of many. Yes, because isn't isn't the rumor something oh, like yeah. Genghis Khan's responsible for like half the population on the planet or something like it's, that? It's uh, it's like three tenths of a percent, or it's it's re, it's like it's sixteen million people are still like related to him today. It's a lot. Yeah, he had like hundreds of kids because he just yeah. had all sorts of his, his DNA is out there. Patton Oswalt, the comedian, he's related to him. <laughs> he this did the guy. DNA test and he's like, "I'm Mongolian." And then he called the place. He's like, "Is this me? no? You're related to Genghis Khan?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> so they like, nice. and the person's like, "I get this phone call all the time." So this is like nothing new. So Patton Oswalt is invading Tsushima, <laughs> the yes. island of Tsushima. Yes. <laughs> On a, on a side note, Genghis Kong is probably the worst father in history, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's one of the side quests in Ghost of Tsushima. Is that correct? Yeah, Tsushima. You're trying to right the wrongs of bad fathering. So, okay. Oh, absolutely. Now, your character, is he like an established samurai? Is he, what's his, what's the main character's deal? So he's he's raised by his uncle the entire time. Um, I can't remember the exact story about how his father dies, but he's being raised by his uncle who has no children of his own. So he's raising him as a samurai, and he is essentially a samurai when they lose the opening battle, and that kind of kicks off the actual arc of the rest of the story, which is 
So they lost the opening battle and were not able to hold the Mongolians at bay. Now the Mongols have taken over the island, took his uncle captive, and uh, Jin Sakai, the main character, he is trying to liberate the island and get his uncle back by any means possible. And kind of the path that that takes you down is not down the path of the samurai. Mm. And so there's mm. like, that's kind of the inner conflict that happens throughout the, the whole story. The path of the ninja instead. Correct. Is it? Oh, I was just throwing that. I was just guessing. I was like, what other thing? Well, they don't call it ninja. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gets help from like thieves. It's mm. the path of the ghost is, is what he uh, becomes in uh, the game. The because he starts using uh, tactics and weapons that a normal samurai would not. They're not honorable or whatever. Right. So samurai are all about honor, right? It's all about, yeah. hey, I'm going to fight you right now and we're going to have this fight. And you're able to, obviously, there's a stealth element that goes to the game. There's, like, poison weapons that you can use, you know, smoke bombs so that you can do a lot of assassinations. These are all things that his uncle is just like, no, what are you doing? We don't do that. And so is it, like, a tale of, like, revenge? Or is he trying to, like, bring down these invaders? Or, I guess, what's his kind of role? It's, it's all about, essentially, the beginning is him trying to save his uncle and liberate the entire island and then once he does that and you progress to like the second third of the story so the, the middle section you're like mm -hmm. with the uncle and then that's when the uncle sees hey you're not acted a samurai and he just full <laughs> on gets excommunicated yeah. and like barred to the far reaches of the island and he's still trying to liberate it while also oh. not pissing off his uncle anymore so, does it become a choice at one point? Can you choose to be dishonorable and double down on that? Or can you choose to try to walk the path of the samurai? Is there any of that? Or is it really... So, coming from Sucker Punch, their previous games, the infamous games, did that. You know, you had several choices that you could do throughout the game that would move you, you know, to the evil side or to the good side. And then you had different tactics that you could do in the game that also influenced that. So early on, I thought that's what they were going to do, and it kind of, it didn't at all. A lot of your choices really didn't matter. And the game, the game there was pretty much one story to it. So that kind of, I felt, was a letdown. I was going to ask if it had replayability, but it doesn't sound like at least um, gameplay style doesn't really change very no, much through. not at all. It, I mean, it depends it. on you know what your style is, but I found it, it was pretty easy for me to kind of use the entire tool bag and feel like there wasn't anything I left out. I probably mm. gave the game a good 90%. Um, there's a couple things that I left off. Like there's Mongolian artifacts that you can find. I probably got, I don't know, half of those. And there's nothing really that you get for those, mm -hmm. um, you know, gameplay-wise. So I did like all the side quests. I found like all the health upgrades. Did, I wrote all the haikus, chased all the foxes. I did all that stuff, um, and uh, it, it played you know all the other side quests, and it was a real good playthrough the first time. But I went and returned it as soon as I was done with it. So in our rating system that we have for newer games, we were talking about this earlier. We we're talking about ours for new games. We have buy it, rent it, skip it. So would you put this in the rent it category from some like subscription like GameFly or something like Game Pass eventually in time? Yeah, I'd say it'd be on a rent it thing. Uh, I mean, you need to give it a couple days because it's got a little bit of a slow start, um, and the it, it's also in the beginning very easy. But I, I don't, 
I don't see much of a reason to replay it. The story was good. It was very, um, from what I understand, real. Like, it was really true to the samurai, like, films of uh, yore. Like, historical, like, kind of, like, historically accurate. It really held honor to what the samurai... Yeah. Uh, well, not, not historically, yeah. to the films. To the films and those Oh, styles. to the films. Okay, I got you. I get you. Like, yeah. fi- so, Phil, historically film accurate. <laughs> well, there, it was pretty cool. There was even a filter that you could turn on that made it all like grainy and sepia looking. So you could play like okay. a mission of it looking like cool. that. Um, I just didn't think that the characters were very deep. So like I said, you're you're making all these decisions in the game. But I don't know. Jin Sakai is kind of a wet blanket the entire time. I mean, he does the right thing, and every uh, once in a while, he gets a little bit of attitude with people, but then he's like, oh, but it's okay. Like, I'll still be your friend. And you're like, come on, Jid. That almost reminds me of, like, Assassin's Creed 3, and I think it's Connors in that mm-hmm. one. And he's kind of that same way, where you're like, he has all these reasons to be pissed off and things, and, like, have, all, like, passion and have, like, this kind of, like, fire or whatever, but he's just like... Yeah, it doesn't really show up until the end of the game. You're like, oh, there it yeah. is. And it's like, okay. It shows up when I'm mowing down, like, fields of enemies at a time. Like, that's when I'm like, yeah, so- get him. <laughs> but... Did you sidekick open every door? That was my favorite clip. I've talked about that before. I kept seeing people that the only way they would open doors is they'd sidekick the door and bust it open. And everyone just sits there and still drinks their tea. I was like, awesome. Yeah, once you told me like, about I that, want rooms. I stopped opening doors yeah. and I started breaking down every single door. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Whether it was the sidekick or whether I was whacking it with the That's sword. That's the only way to enter. Kool-Aid Man style. <laughs> what would have made this game a buy-it or a must-own for you? Like, what was it really, besides the story, what was it missing? What uh, details in your mind? It was missing uh, a degree of challenge, so I played it on the hardest setting mm. that they could start me off with, and I wasn't challenged at very many parts of the game at all. There was a couple times that I had mm. um, some, like, later on, some of the deeper side quests, and the only reason that I got challenged by them was kind of mismanaging my resources through the through the body of the quest and then getting to a really hard boss at the end and just having like uh-huh. one quarter of my resolve, which you use to heal or uh, use special moves and barely enough health. So that was what that was the only time it made it challenging for me is because I was running through, like I said, fields of Mongolians and I'm just like burning through my resolve to use special moves like like it don't matter. And then I get to the end and it's like, oh great, now I have to have a straight up sword battle. And when you have these one-on-one battles, they take away like all your gadgets. Like you're only sword fighting during those things. So you're, uh-huh. you're kind of stuck to your special moves and the ability to heal. So there's no more using any of your ghost weapons, which you, you come to rely pretty heavily on those throughout the rest of the game because they just... They just make it so easy to start running through people. So I'd say a little bit of the difficulty was lacking. And then there there wasn't much towards the end. I told you I did about 90% of it, and there really wasn't anything left. There wasn't even like any you know, real moonshot challenge that was left mm. at the game to do some you know something crazy. Mm. There wasn't even like a trials section where you know they they might just where it's not even gameplay, where they're just throwing enemies at you. There was nothing like that towards the end. So it was really like, why would I play this again? Were there any jump puzzles or anything like that? Like, other than just combat kind of stuff? Was there like... There were, but they also they also weren't tough. So, yeah, there's a, it, was, it was one of the collectibles that you had. So you'd find these shrines, and it's a little bit of a, you know, a mountain to climb. And yeah. they weren't very difficult at all. I mean, they were fun. 
Uh, I liked I liked taking a break from just fighting Mongolians and getting screamed at in Mongolian all the time. That gets that gets old. <laughs> People are just going Garshol! like all game. Demi Mongolia. I read a complaint from it too that it's a lot of the same mobs. And I, someone said this would have made the game better in their mind, and I want to see if you agree with it, that if they had dipped into Japanese mythology and you had, like, Onis, that demons you had to fight, or you know, dragons, all these, like, mythological creatures, if they had those added, yeah, just go into Ghosts. it. Yeah, make it in there and add that element to it. Do you think that would have made the game a little more I could, enjoyable? I could see that being, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that being, you know, like I was saying, some of the... You know, your moonshot side quests that are at the end of the game. I always equate it to, like, Final Fantasy VII and, like, yeah, Ultimate Emerald Weapon, Weapon or something yeah. like that. Where it's, like, yeah, those kind of things. So, if they had something like that towards the end of the game, like, hey, you have to fight a dragon. I'd be like, yeah, okay. And, and it, you know, if it was, like, work to fight that dragon. But there wasn't very much mm. work. I, I ran through it pretty quick. And without without there being, you know, any... Any differences? I know if I played it again, I don't see much of a point doing it. So the official underpowered huh. rating is a rent it. Okay. It's a rent it. Yeah, give it a try. You might like it. How long about did it take you to get through it on a hard difficulty? Uh, overall, I'd probably say probably forty hours. I think you were about that. Mm, maybe You're less. That. Well, if you want a hard samurai game, that feels right. I know Shelby's playing a hard samurai game. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I am. You should definitely pick up Sekiro. It's super easy. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had so, eyes on it. I'm waiting to catch me a cheap copy. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's well worth it, man. I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It feels like samurai stuff, and um, yeah, very, very challenging. Very challenging. It's samurais meets Dark Souls, right? Yeah, basically. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. It's difficult. I have never got more angry at a game than I have gotten with Sekiro. <laughs> can, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Next session you play? Can yeah. you just turn your phone on and record and I can hear you rain <laughs> Dude, and you can play it back for us? I hit this boss that I could not beat. I, I probably played this boss 20 <laughs> times and could still not even get her through half of her health. I was about ready to throw the controller out the window to the point where like, I like set the controller down or just don't like, do it because oh, then the game wins. Like two fists squeezing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you destroy your controller, the game wins. <laughs> yeah. Straight up three nights in a row, I was playing this gal. And wow. um, just time after time, I kept failing. And oh my gosh, the most frustrating piece of this game I've ever, I've never encountered. Have you beat? Have you beaten it I, yet? I, I beat her. I beat her. Okay. Oh, yes. And so, how rewarding was that? Lady Butterfly is Gonzo. <laughs> I got me some Lady name. Butterfly. I love it. I that love sounds it. like a Cuphead. Done. Cuphead oh my gosh! So good. So so that's good. Such a high high. Such a high high. That's yeah. why I like that. I remember Jan said you got it. But the low, you, low the, the lows are low and the highs are high. Jan was telling us you got to get up in that butt. Yeah, you got you got to be aggressive in that game. You have to, or you will just get owned. But it's uh, the movement's really good, like all the way through. Like if you get in too close and you can feel them about to pop off a super attack, you can get out pretty quickly. But like there's certain enemies that you can you have to block. You can't dodge. So if you try to dodge a block attack, mm -hmm. you're gone. And they don't tell you that up front. It's like, no, Ooh. this attack will kill you, and you just run into that boss until you figure out how to figure that out. It's, um, I see. it's, it's intense. It's intense. Good. That's 
Did you ever play? Did you ever play any of the Dark Souls? I forget if we. I mean, not about that really. Before. Like I tried it for a bit, the first Dark Souls, and I didn't get very far. Mm -hmm. um, I probably got through one boss. I'm like, yeah, not for me, because I kept rerunning the same piece over and over, which I didn't like. And and no Bloodborne either. Nope, no Bloodborne. Gotcha. So this is your first kind of like dive into that world of yeah. pain and punishment. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the way they set it up, it's like they set up a handful of guards prior to the boss. So, like, your first run through is like, okay, I woke up a few guards. They got a couple of hits on me. Now I'm going to the boss half-cocked or a half-health bar, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. But when you replay that that same sequence over and over, you're able to min-max the guards. So you're able to, like, get in, take out the first two guards this way, and you basically find an efficient way through to the boss and just that loop. Like, once you get down yeah. that, that first piece of being able to get through the fodder to get to the boss, then it really becomes good. I, I'm I'm loving it and hating it all at the same time, dude. That's good. I, so, Matt, that sounds like the move you need to make. Yes. You need to try Sekiro out. But you, you got some other new games, right? You're, you're kind of our PlayStation guy. You got Avengers in the pipeline, and then uh, what's what the other game you're playing? Uh, just I picked up PGA because I haven't played a golf game in forever. So, I okay. after I... <laughs> After nice. I beat um, Tsushima, I took a, a bunch of games back, and I got a good, like, $200 worth. So I was able to pick up that, and, and Avengers all paid off. So uh, the nice. golf, is for, golf is for when I uh, can't focus too much on the game. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to play a hole, put it down, do something with my kid. Play a hole, put it down. Play one stroke, put it down. Uh, I have only mm -hmm. barely gotten into Avengers. I'm kind of waiting to crack that open. That'll be my next review. The I've played through kind of the tutorial at first, and uh, that part you just run through each Avenger before it starts the main story, and it looks great. And you get Spider-Man, you know, and they're and they're only giving me like this much, and just what the just the toys that they let me play with through each of them was fun. And I can't, from what I understand, the skill tree is pretty in depth, so I'm excited to kind of design my own way of playing. And like Sean said, cool. you get Spider-Man. Because you're so, on the PlayStation. You get Spider-Man. You have arrived. Yeah, right. It so, literally okay. says that on my cover. <laughs> Can't wait. You, you get a sling so much yeah. web. <laughs> like, because you guys, obviously we don't, you guys didn't hear because they didn't get through the audio. Matt likes to play like the temple games. And I also love that Matt still is a GameStop lover through and through. Like, and I'm with him too. It's a nostalgic thing. Like we, I remember going there as a kid. Like I can go into a GameStop and like be happy. And want to spend some dough. Well, yeah, especially as a kid. There. How could you not be happy at the game store as a kid? I meant now. Oh. Still, <laughs> I'm, in there. I'm like, all right, this is fun. I like to give them my business. I like to go in there and BS about stuff with the with the working nerds and find some cool stuff. I'll buy, like, like maybe a plus toy for my kids sometimes or, like, a cool shirt or sometimes just crouch down and peruse the used games because you can find gold for five bucks sometimes. Um, there's some retro game stores it. by here and one in Seattle that I would love to take you to. There's one called Pink Gorilla. They're super famous. And then there's one by my house called Super Smash Bros. That is a cool retro That's store. That's a video game. I think you would like that place. I know. Speaking <laughs> of video games, you're playing a new video game, Sean. I am. It's a big it's one. It's not as wait, cool. What? Wait, wait. I, I want to hear what golf game you're playing, Matt, okay. before we get too far off course. Oh, I like PGA 2K21. 2K21. Is that like a brand new one? Yeah, it's the new one. And it's... It's pretty damn hard. Who, who who's that uh, by? Two K. Really? Yeah. Huh. Have they always made golf games? I don't think so. Back 2K? in the day, it was EA with with the Tiger Woods games. It was EA with Tiger and then, Woods. And then, yeah. And then Roy McIlroy 
tried to take it after Tiger. Then Tiger kind of went nuts, and uh, they stopped making games for him. I would say he went nuts. He didn't go nuts. He just got caught. I think he lost his mojo. I thought he was like sleeping with like a bunch of women or something. With the three wood. Didn't he get busted over the head yeah. with the three wood? <laughs> yeah. By his yeah. wife, yeah. So I, we were talking about Austin Powers before the show off air. And I think my theory on Tiger Woods is that he is the Austin Powers of golf. And he lost his mojo after that all went down because he couldn't uh. philander like he was. And if he philandered, he'd be on top of his game. Yeah, he'd be like the Genghis Khan of <laughs> golf. Genghis Khan of ladies golf, I'd say so, that, yes. So who's his, who's the Dr. Evil that stole his mojo then? Was it Dr. Evil or was Dr. Evil yeah. someone had like a vial? Ironically, Tiger Woods still calls his ex-wife yeah. Dr. Evil. <laughs> uh, uh. With that said, uh, Sean, a little cr- Crusader Kings Yeah, on, you got a new game. Yeah, there's, a le- there's less uh, samurai in the game I've been playing, but there are lots of knights and other people with swords. And yeah, I finally got around to being able to sit down and play Crusader Kings 3 after um, I actually built my, a new desk for myself Whoa. over the last week or so out of fine, rich maple and I guess two by fours for the legs oh, and wow. stuff, but they're all painted and sanded and really nice. But in between that and the last day or so, I've been playing Crusader Kings 3 been playing in ireland as petty king merchad is his name and i've got i've been building up my merchad. dynasty that's a real person right oh yeah the most of the ones that start at the default timelines as the suggested people are all like realistic historical figures what genre is this game and who is this made by it's technically a grand strategy game okay. i think they call it or 4x okay. Uh, actually, I don't think it's a 4x but it's a grand strategy game it's made by paradox crusader king is all about like building up and um like managing kind of your dynasty more than Mm. anything else that's how you get a high score is by having a very successful dynasty so the more land you own the more titles your dynasty has so like if you're say like the um capets if you know from france like historically or like charlemagne charlemagne's one of the people you can start playing as charlemagne or his brother um um but yeah so you can like you basically manage your you pick your spouse and you see all their traits whether it's physical or kind of like their personality traits and stuff and they all give pluses and minus to different stats whether that's your your um like military martial skill or like your stewardship which is time out (laughs) yeah yeah this is a marriage sim this is not it kind of is i I knew it it is only it has assassination and kidnapping and murder and all sorts of other stuff and i keep seeing stuff online and then like moms marrying their kids in this game i was like what is going on yeah you can have there can be incest Uh, and stuff but what's going on you there's negative you get negative traits down your line but there's some like religion and stuff is a big part (laughs) of it because it's called crusader kings right which so when the original games were more focused on just like Western Europe. Now it goes like all the way over to India and the Mongols mm. and all the way down to like um, Western Africa and like mid Central Africa kind of. Um, so it's huge. And some religions like encourage even like um, inter family marriages. I've only ever done that once in Crusader Kings 2 trying to go for an achievement where you like have like you have a kid with the incest trait called breaking the law Um, never never worked out for me it never worked out yeah well back then again it was if you were a leader and you were in a certain religion you could do that stuff but not every obviously catholicism that isn't a thing um uh 
but yeah, so you have all these different aspects and you're managing your kids. You can, if your kid has really crappy traits or something like that, you might try and like kill them off or get them. If you have a really annoying brother who's really ambitious and trying to like overthrow you, you might like make him like, you might um, make him vow to become like a priest or something. So he basically gets kicked out of the line of succession. Um, or you might make him a, a eunuch. Like in, I think um, the, in like, constantinople or like the byzantine empire like castration and stuff like that's a big thing to like punish you people do. with yeah so there's like different regional kind of stuff and like i like playing more aggressive um characters or like re cultures like um vikings and stuff are really fun because they can raid and make a ton of money of like raiding france and stuff so it's semi-historical like basically the foundation is history but it's like alternate history because obviously you're making and changing things and there's a lot of RNG that gets thrown in there and just like random events happen and say Charlemagne suddenly dies from gout. And now like it's not at all historical where he lived to be 80 or whatever. Now he what died at like 50. Three, they've added a bunch of new stuff. It has about 75% of the content, I would say, of the second one. Yeah, basically the game has a bunch of aspects, whether it's military... Or you can focus on diplomacy, or you can focus on, like, you can go down the intrigue path and do, like, you can scheme to take power from from other people. Or you, there's a seduction yes. path. So you're just trying to, like, have as many babies with women and get, like, all these bastards and things that your bloodline gets kind of spread that way. It's the right. Genghis Khan path. Yeah, exactly. We gotta name this episode Genghis Khan or something <laughs> like it, by the way. We've mentioned him so many times. And the third, and, like... They also have added in three, like, you can actually be a tyrant and actually be successful. In the second one and the previous ones, there was no real bonus to being a bad guy. In this one, they added a new thing called Dread, and you have, like, a Dread score. And so my guy, he randomly was generated with a Wrathful trait, and so he just generally kind of has a higher amount of natural Dread, I guess. Um, anyone who has is cowardly or craven, they are automatically <laughs> intimidated by him, and I can, like get more from them in like requests and things and so my question for you this game what was the game you're playing in a couple months ago that was a you could turn into the army men in cavalry and it has a lot of these elements in it that's a another good game uh kingdom yeah it was it was medieval it was something too mountain mountain uh oh mountain blade too yes is this like yes. in Mountain Blade 2 where you can go first person and fight and be horseback and attack, or is it not? No, is it it's very down? like, yeah, it's very top level. The combat and stuff I would compare to kind of like... Um, yeah, no, in, in this Sith. game you can only go bareback. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like Civ. It sounds a lot like Civ. Yeah. Only instead of where in Civ you don't really manage people at all, this is more about people management. Than resources. Um, where I would say their, their other game, Europa Universalis, is more of you, it's more top level. It's more like you're managing the, your trade and your country and stuff. Where this one is supposed to be interpersonal things, but it's just so it's got so many things to it. Right. And it's so I, I've seen everywhere it's getting rave rave reviews, and I'm guessing it's a triple A title, right? Like they probably put a lot of time. Was this a sixty dollar game? Was it? It might have been fifty. I got it on Green Man Gaming. And oh, it was like very good. Discounted a little. There's bit. a plug. Sponsor us, guys. <laughs> so uh yeah i'll be curious about it. so it, is it worth the hype was that is it a buy in your mind it is if you if you've played them before it's really good i've seen some people complain that's like oh it's just a graphical reskin or whatever but it has for typically this company when they put out a new like game 
it's very bare bones like the foundations are there but they take some tons of dlc and they nickel and dime people with like more and more dlc where this has like i said probably like 70 between like two-thirds and three-quarters of like the content that the the second one had and the second one had a ton of content so they definitely left themselves a little bit of room for dlcs and some stuff like there's not cults like in the previous ones there was like you could be a demon or you could be like a devil worshiper or things like a secret devil worshiper and there's whole stuff with there or you could be like you become a werewolf or things like that what kind of sick stuff are you into sean what are you playing (laughs) what's going on it's just it's fun because you can like just do all these crazy. You can also be su- you can also be super like zealous and like be super Christian and stuff, but that's not as fun. Of course, <laughs> sometimes I'll like out of so like when your guy dies, you take over as the kid or whatever whoever's heir is. So sometimes you'll be like a devil worshiper in the first like first people or two in like your line, and then eventually you're like, oh, I'll be nice with this guy, and he makes everyone everyone loves him and he's friendly, and then you go. You can kind of change it up between d- depending on what person you're playing as in the moment, but yeah, yeah, nice. it's it's a different kind of game. I would suggest this one is good to get into. I think our friend Franklin picked it up and has been playing yeah, the tutorial and stuff. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and yeah. and if you were looking at Crusader Kings two and thinking it was a bit much and like, or maybe you had it because I think they gave it away for free a few times on Steam, um, but it was too much. Three is a lot more clear and a lot like because now it's actually like 3d it's prettier for one the ui is a little bit more understandable you can hover over every little term and there's an in-game encyclopedia so much better more friendly to new players where if you're into strategy games it's definitely worth checking out so it's a buy it okay we gotta buy it and we gotta rent it today for our two triple a titles i like it which then takes us to you, Casey. I'll just do a quick preview. Um, I'm still working on Tales of Vesperia, which was a game that came out in 2012 on Xbox. Uh, you and Jan picked the show before me when Jan is on, and because of the Tales of Symphonia love. Tales is a beloved franchise and series. If you like JRPGs and you like anime and you like a battling system, I highly recommend it. I'll give my full review in the next couple weeks. I want to be honest with it because I'm only about 10 hours, maybe 8 hours in just because I've been busy because school started back up. But... If you play Tales of Symphonia and you love it, this is more of that. And right now, Namco is like selling everything. Namco is doing big sales. Dragon Ball Z Fighters is about ten. It'll probably go down to five bucks next week. But this is a fifty dollar game, and it's on sale for fifteen bucks. Nice, right and and well worth it at fifteen dollars, I would imagine. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like if if I was gonna say like to buy it right now, like they. I don't want to give it my my review would be I I played enough of it on the Xbox and this is the definitive edition where they've added much more and when you do the definitive edition it's really cool and I'll talk about it next week you just get a bunch of perks and yeah I'll go into detail but it's it. not going to be on sale next week so go for how it how long right? is the sale it's going to be on it's on sale to the twenty first oh, no it's on sale till the twenty first so they got two weeks oh sweet um at least on the eShop for sure and PlayStation four and it might be on Game Pass actually cool. I I because everything's it's on called Game Pass. the the eShop cool. the eShop yes the eShop um the eShop I think we're gonna migrate into news Matt you gonna stay with us or do you need to head out I'm gonna head out so I appreciate the time guys. okay and uh, thank you let's go to the big three I really want us to get money with the show someday and we can pay a guy to do music drops with like. 
the big three. Just like, it'd be so cool. I'd love that. Or if people are listening. You could go on, what is it called? Fiverr? Oh, yeah. Yes. And pay five, mm. You go on Fiverr and pay someone like five bucks to you know, do it. You know, I had that thought. I We did something. When this show makes $15, we'll make three big songs. <laughs> We're, we're, we're two-thirds of the way there. We're two-thirds of the way there. Dude, we should get you a full-on drum set so you could really intro that well. I would just wake up my kids. It'd be great. Um. Uh, for those of you <laughs> listening to this on through your ear holes, Casey is doing the air drums. I'm, 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 is it the air drums if I'm making the sounds? I guess air guitar, you still make the sounds, right? I mean, sure, I do. You put, I mean, you put air through your mouth okay. when you do the do 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 do. True, true. Yes, I was. Air. Is it air guitar when you go? Yeah, you do that. Yeah, I would okay. say so. Wayne's yeah. world. Wayne's Confirmed. world. Party time. Excellent. excellent. Speaking of excellent, and I'm gonna rub it in your guys' face. Our news story: the Mario anniversary stuff was real. In your <laughs> face. We, in your well, face. In your face. Did we, did we not believe you? Go, yeah. Or are you saying it for the viewer, like the we listeners? We can go to the tape if you want. Uh, you guys, I don't remember. You guys were I like, "This sounds like like a pipe dream." That was your thing. Like, this sounds like a no, wish yes, list. That's well, true. I okay, no, that. hold the phone because the argument was is we were there was speculation there were five games included. Yeah, true. And I'm like, I don't think five games is going to be a sixty dollars price point, and it ended up being three. Well, it's games. three games in the 3D collection, but there's also they're relaunching Mario 3D World, which is the one that was. It's the last big Wii U title. And they're mm-hmm. adding extension. That's the game. That's Every, like the 3D. Everybody's favorite console. Don't you do that? So <laughs> they're like, they're like two people's favorite. Mine console, and actually. one of the Abby on Giant Bomb or Giant Bees. So no, my thing with this is that Mario World was a fantastic Mario game, and not enough people played it, and it's four player at the same time. So like, do you remember Mario Brothers Two? How you could be Luigi, Toad, and Peach. Doki Doki Panic, right? Mm-hmm. On the NES. No. So that was the thing. So Mario Brothers 2 had four characters. Peach could float. She That's where got her float ability. Toad was like a little faster. Mario's average. And Luigi has the extra jump. They take that element. This is like the 3D predecessor to Mario Brothers 2. It's the one that everyone should play. And they're adding content to it. That's the one that I'm going to. Because here's the thing. They're putting Mario 64. Yay! Let's try that again. They're doing Mario 64. No, Somehow, give give that's... me a yay, Shelby. That's what I'm wait, looking for. Wait, wait, have, have you not played Mario sixty four? No, before? we're we're yaying the good ones and naying the bad ones. <laughs> oh, you don't like Mario sixty <laughs> four? I mean, it's kind of hard he's to go oh, back to right sounds, now. Okay, like, yeah. sounds like he's going a. Okay. Then Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Wow. Yay! Uh, okay. And then Mario Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent game. That's Fabulous. Is he flying? That it's one? the. I actually haven't yeah. played any of these. Oh, oh Galaxy! Sean. Galaxy. Sean. Yeah, you need to. Galaxy this would be a good bundle was... probably for me if I had a Switch to play it on. Yes. Well, here's the thing I think is going to happen. You shouldn't buy the bundle because it's only going to be limited. And then what they're going to do is they're going to resell these games individually online. And you can online. download like... Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll repackage them as individual and in, make money off of the individual. In the eShop? In the eShop, yes. The eShop. The eShop. Um, <laughs> but the other game... So I'm very excited about that. Then the other thing they announced with it is this Mario Battle Royale game. Coming out Wait, on October eighteenth, and what it is Not is Smash Brothers. Yeah, no, it's so it's the original Mario, and you're racing against I think like thirty five other people, or something like that. I didn't, I don't mm, remember the full number. What? And and if you jump on an enemy, it can send the enemy to someone else's screen. It's just like you know how they do Tetris ninety nine. It, it's uh, that with Mario. You showed me Sean a while back. There was people playing like a a yeah, game where there, it was there was all the Marios. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a mod, and everyone's racing to beat the level D. So the, Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I forget what it was called. That's why I was like, uh, but yes. It, it was it was browser-based, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo saw that and was like, let's do it, but better. And so that's coming out next month for free. I, I thought you were going to describe something kind of like Fall Guys or whatever, which is the new hotness right now, where it's like everyone's kind of racing mini-games it, to the, the end. It's just like that in my mind. Gotcha. It's the hotness right now. Everyone's on that Fall on Guy that game. Fall Guy game. Yes. That's where all the magic is happening right now. Well, Nintendo, you know, like everyone's talking about the system, so they released that, and everyone's pretty excited about it, and there's some other good games coming. But then today, Nintendo announced that they're making another, everyone's favorite, Warriors game. No? Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I love a Dynasty Warriors uh, game. I love yay. One Piece Warriors is phenomenal because, one, I'm a giant, giant One Piece fan. People love Fire Emblem Warriors is great too for the Fire Emblem fans. And it's just, it's a Dynasty Warrior game with different skin. However, what they've got the title to do and Nintendo's involved in it, it's called the Before the Calamity. And it is the prequel to Breath of the Wild. So, you know, if you played Breath of the Wild and the Four Guardians and Zelda, it is a beat-em-up Warriors game that tells the story of Link before he gets put to sleep for 100 years in Breath of the Wild. Gotcha, with the Guardians and stuff. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. a like zelda and you know link fan and stuff like that i i i was really interested in that and i love i love history too obviously i was like well, what yes. happened before they're like this is afterwards and there was this great battle with the four you know guardians and link and yeah. i'm like but why i want to see it why did i play it well i <laughs> love that they're flipping the formula and going let's just make it a different style again yeah. Like, let's give them that and let people do it. I love that. Like, Nintendo did that with Cadence of Hyrule kind of a bit. Like, they're letting oh, right. other companies use their properties a bit more. And, I, you know, Nintendo's always been so guarded with that. Like, they're not going to let... Like, they Donkey Kong Rare took that and did fine with Donkey Kong Country. But, like, Zelda and Mario are flagship. Mm-hmm. It's, their, it's their babies. Like, Miyamoto doesn't want to give those up. And now they're trusting people to try to put their spin on their titles. And it's Cadence Hyrule getting was is beloved and i think this will be really good i but i again i love a beat-em-up and a dynasty warrior is like the progression of a beat-em-up in my do they life. say how many people are going to be playable or anything? do they give any info about the game other than like the style I guess, not yet i would guess link zelda yeah. and then the four well, Guardians. i want to be one of those uh what are the goroks or the, what not the gorons the 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 flower or the little like leaf people oh oh uh, <laughs> you're talking they? about the where you're finding <laughs> the deku seeds the Kor- yeah, the Koroks. The Koroks. Koroks, that's what it is. The yeah, the Deku. Koroks. I want to be a Korok. I'm thinking Deku Seed from, Final, uh, from uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Koroks <laughs> are cool. Do you know what you get when you get all seeds in Breath of the Wild? If you do them all, you know what the reward is? Um, a pat on the back. The character gives you a golden poop. <laughs> <laughs> and what I, does like, it do? Nothing. It's just a golden statue of poop. That's great. It's, it's so Nintendo. It's like, oh, that's on brand. When I saw that, I was like, all right, all right. Um, I'm very excited about this. I know it's been, like, slow. People have been waiting for games. This is one that I'm going to definitely be eyeing. My pro- I love these couch co-op games, and COVID is killing it because I need online play, or I need you guys to live close with me, and I need illnesses <laughs> not to exist so we can play these. You have, you have children and a wife that can play games with you. My son can't play children of morta because it scares him and my wife will not play it because she's like Ugh. but your son might be him. all over a zelda game though right oh for sure and i think this is campy enough and my wife loves zelda my wife oh, and i go. put like 200 hours into breath of the wild together Trojan so horse, he's getting to right? that age where he can actually play like game you know all sorts yeah, of games well, and stuff too he, so. he, dude 
Paper Mario. I'm, we're going to have a five-year-old review of Paper Mario. He is obsessed with that game. I love everything about it because it's teaching him how to read. Nintendo's just knocking it out of the park for me, as usual, in this house. <laughs> Uh, but Paper Mario, yeah, he's just getting to that age, and I think Warriors is another... He's been playing Link to the Past on the SNES Mini, but I think this is another good leak into it. Casey, but moving on... Would you say that Nintendo is buy, rent, or pass? It is buy always. <laughs> <laughs> it is, It is. here is my... Here is everything I own. Um, Dude, I think your son would really like Sekiro. Oh, yeah, me too. The monkey boss, <laughs> for sure. Um, and I know I'm talking about, like, it's a good way to leak in. Speaking of leaks... Because this was a total leak, the Xbox price was revealed. Total leak. Total leak. you were leak. beforehand that you think they put this out there on purpose? No. Like, no. Like, people what? do that on the internet, just go out there and spread leaks on purpose? You know, if it hadn't... I'm putting the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> if yes, it hadn't have been it. leaked, they would have announced three other games that they had in the pipeline. But because it got leaked, they don't. you don't get to hear about them. If it was Nintendo, do you think it would have been on, pur- been on purpose? <laughs> My voice cracks. No. I, Nintendo, like, is really weird. They, they use the internet their own way. They're kind of like, whatever. What I'm curious about, so did you guys, what are the prices? Did you guys see or read that today? Yeah. It looks like, uh, well, it's scheduled to release for November 10th. Okay. That is the scheduled release date. And afterwards, xbox or microsoft came back and um confirmed these rumors and they're going to have two different price points the first being 299 and i want to say the other one is 499 right. i don't see it in this article the, the s is the 499 and they're calling the, the cheaper correct. one x series x right um, are you sure i thought no, it was the other way around the, i thought it was s for oh small. okay that's correct no thank yeah. you for correcting me i didn't know i wasn't sure yeah the s is the half the set. s also is discless meaning it's all you can only play digital yeah yeah, reveal trailer confirms the console will not contain a disk drive, can run next generation games, games up to 120 frames a second, and uh, 1440p. Ooh. Yeah, which is the the no disk drive is kind of a big deal, and it's I think they should have done it last generation. They wanted to, but everyone freaked out when they said mm-hmm. they were going to do that and make them all download only, which I get because there there are people out there that have crappy internet or they don't have like. Or they just want, they like that physical thing. I get that. But it's nice that they give people two options. Like you can, if you don't want to pay for that extra hardware that you'll never use because you only ever really download games, um, then I think that's cool. It definitely feels like they're going after kind of the Switch market with that price though. Traditionally, Xbox and PlayStation have been really close and they like kind of compete price-wise that way where this is going down almost to that lower, lower, cheaper tier that will be more kind of, Parents are going to look right. at that and be like, oh, do I want to buy a PlayStation for whatever the PlayStation price is, or do I want to buy an Xbox for 300 Really quick, Sean, you were correct. It, they're matching, the smaller one is matching what the Switch did with the price point. The Switch came at $299. Uh-huh. That's Sweet. what it was launched at. Smart. Yep. Shelby, what are your thoughts? I see the wheels turning. Um, I, I think this is a good move. For them, I mean, it's a lower price point. It's much lower than I expected, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I thought I thought it was going to be. I was thinking three ninety nine was going to be as cheap yeah. as they would go. So for two ninety nine to be like their next, you know, I if I don't know how you want to describe them. Like the S is just a less of a package, I would yeah. imagine. Well, um, it doesn't have comparing disc drive. Them. That's, that's what it's less of, and it's yeah. But a disc drive doesn't cost you two hundred dollars. There's no way. Uh-huh. And it's somehow 60% smaller than the other one. So it's given up so something. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely given up something, I would I would have to imagine. And maybe it's the hardware space. I, I 
I'm not exactly saw, sure, but I mean, I would say I saw people ahead. kind of like joking, asking about because I think it has a 512 gig SSD, and people were like, um, mm. "That's going to fit like two games on it, or three games, or with the size that <laughs> right, like Modern right. Warfare is now, or things like that, where they're yeah. just so getting so bloated." But because the X is a terabyte, right? Well, all these companies are going to figure out whatever voodoo they're doing for switch games to compress them down to switch size you know yeah. so they're they're gonna figure something out i think those i think game files are gonna get smaller again in the next few years right. but for me and when i hear that as someone that's very indifferent to the other consoles right like i've, I've said before i would probably more than likely build a pc this intrigues me because the only reason i'd want to build a pc is for game pass mm-hmm and this is a Game Pass box. That's what I'm calling yeah. the small package. Oh, That's the Game Pass box. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, for people that like to rent games or try games, like that, Microsoft has, this is a move that's very smart, and Microsoft was smart enough to play their hand first, and now PlayStation is either going to be like, ha-ha, ours is really cheap, or oh no. We don't have that. And they're going to push, we, we can't do that. I, I really, it's going to be interesting to see what PlayStation mm-hmm. does now. Because they were both waiting for each other to blink. Mm-hmm. Like, they were going heads up. They were like, okay, who's going to blink first? And now this leak, quote-unquote, happened, right? Whether it actually leaked or not, who we'll never know. But now that this price is out there, it's going to be interesting to see what PlayStation does next. Because I, I mean, $300 for a console is pretty competitive. Yeah. Like, if we go back to the launches of, of consoles over the years, yeah, I would have to imagine that that's a lot lighter than a lot of the other consoles at launch. Well, which one would you get? Would you get the S or would you get the X? I would get the X, personally. What's uh, what's the X priced? I, I didn't really... $4.99. I believe it's $4.99. Okay, so it's like 200 bucks more. Um, We should probably verify, but yeah, I, it I believe it's four ninety nine. It okay. I mean, I, I would go for the four ninety nine version just because, I mean, it's been like... Wasn't it been eight years since the initial launch? That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, like, my my OG launch Xbox is starting to show its age. You know what I mean? Like, if I get into certain games that are not coded properly or coded to the most efficient standard, I get load times that are kind of ridiculous, right? So, I mean, when I'm going to take my next step, it's not going to be a half step. It's going to be a full step. Like, I want my next console to last me another, you know, at least five and, years. you know, as a PC gamer... I feel like the, at least the Series S is, like, I can understand why someone would go for that versus building a PC. Where with, like, older Xboxes that were, like, five, six, seven hundred $700 with, like, the bundles or stuff like that. It was, like, at that point, I was, like, you might as well make a computer mm-hmm. for, like, maybe another 100 or $200 over that. You can make one that's better. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here with this. our final segment. But for our final news story, it kind of leads into this. Uh, Sean, you would know better than I would. Uh, last week, I saw the computer world was on fire because there's new bit more uh, Bitcoin mining cards out. Is that what? I, I mean, I don't know if they're technically Bitcoin officially. Bitcoin no, but that's mining, like why but... it was so hard to get, right? Because everyone was buying graphics that's why cards they're made, and to yeah. like, oh yeah, run well, code. To Nvidia and Intel, all and AMD, all the like computer kind of like big companies out there, they're all making like money hand over fist, like. Um, over the last few months and last years or two because of Bitcoin mining, because people are like kind of trapped at home and they've been also been making really just really good hardware and cards. Um, but yeah, they announced what the new GeForce RTX like 3000 series, basically the 3080. So the big thing is it can do like 8k, right? That's like the big thing that it's And this is the new hotness. It can do like stuff that most, 
people would never no games or anything would really ever be able to take advantage of for like at least okay. a couple of years um but hmm. that's why it has such a crazy price point yeah what's the top end price there's one that was like i want to say like fifteen hundred dollars um but the like most important facts about it for like the so the rtx 3080 is seven hundred dollars about american their stock is going to be extremely low at first while we're still figuring out how to like make um, it basically yeah get it made and like in mass production and things but um it has a lot of specs that seem like really good and like too good to be true almost um but but yeah it's one of those things where like and it destroys the current from the specs they've been putting out there it destroys the current like top tier top of the line like their 2080 ti's which are like their real high-end stuff right now um their lower end ones like still like get destroyed by it of this new 3000 series and so people that just upgraded or recently got a graphics card for around like the same price or whatever they're probably like kicking themselves but again who knows when these cards will actually be widely available but now will you be upgrading to these cards um or one of them i haven't I haven't gotten a new... My current graphics card is a 1080 Ti. So it's like a generation or so behind right now. Um, usually I skip a generation or two and then upgrade to like the... Or no, I have a 1070, not 1080, excuse me. Um, but same generation. It was built in 2016, I think, my current computer. But recently oh. I upgraded my CPU and my motherboard. And my 1070 is just now starting to get pushed by games. So it is probably worth for me to but yeah usually unless you really need a top tier computer all the time you don't need to upgrade every time there's a new right series out you can skip one or two of them and usually be okay unless you're playing like really pretty games or you have to have stuff on like max settings all the time i'm not that kind of person but right this seems like a group though that's being pushed as it's the price is accessible or accessible for everybody to get a good graphics card at any level yeah they tr- they usually say that but again supply and demand kind of plays into it like when the 10 when i built my computer it was right when the bitcoin boom happened uh, and getting a even middle tier uh like 1070 versus the 1080 i think i spent like 450 or something on it mm. on just the graphics card so it was like uh, and my whole pc was maybe a thousand or 1200 at the time um so it's it can be a huge chunk uh to spend on one piece like it's an important piece but it can like kind of hurt so luckily they have like the 60s so they have like the 3060s and stuff or the 1060s which are more like the the affordable and that will probably be the one that's like affordable and accessible to most people that one i think is I don't remember what the I don't remember seeing the price for what that was, but it was the cheaper one. It was like two hundred. And, and I would imagine oh, you yeah. see like past generations cards drop after announcements like these. Yes, usually afterwards like this because all the top tier people are like, "Oh, I gotta get that new one," and that, um, yeah. And so it just kind of filters down. Yeah, where prices slowly drop and supply drops on the older ones too. So it kind of can. This may be speculation, but like. You know, you say that these new cards can do like crazy things in comparison to like the launch of past generation cards. Do you feel like you're future proofing by buying one of these new cards or is it just kind of the cycle repeating itself? It's I feel like it's personally it's more like the cycle repeating itself, like just Mm -hmm. technology has jumped that far ahead. And if you want to like be able to have what we were talking about the other day, ray tracing. So like if you want to be able to do that ray tracing and stuff, you want a card that can do it. So these RTX cards 
are what that's they for. They all can, and, right? Yeah, any anything anything made in the last like couple of years can usually do ray, ray tracing. But um, but yes, like if you're trying to future proof yourself against technology and Unreal, I think they unveiled Unreal Engine five recently, which. Well, um, but they showed it off for the PlayStation because I think they're showing off big PlayStation. The newest PlayStation is going to use Unreal Engine five technology or something in their games, and it looks super pretty. So, so yeah, so you it it's kind of future proofing. So I think getting it right out of the box, like right out of the gate, you're definitely just trying to like be real cool, and it's m- way more expensive to do it that way. You are future proofing yourself, but. It is future-proofing more. So than I think that moves us. I think that covers the news. This it's a big cycle for change, and so we're uh, with consoles coming on the, and graphics card. And a segment we're going to start doing from time to time is something I like to call the Great Debate. <laughs> I'm going to get some British music in there. <laughs> Do we need to speak in British I accents mean, during this segment? I, I don't. Think. I doth think that thou art a fool. Well, that's not fair. You've been pay- you've been playing Crusader Kings. You have a leg yeah, up on right. it. <laughs> it's true. So our debate topic for me, I know that Shelby has said he has analysis by paralysis with making a PC, and Sean is a avid PC maker. So the debate is this: with the new price point on this Xbox Series and these new graphic card, what's the move? New console, new graphics card. If you had to choose. Sean, can you? I guess what camp you're in. <laughs> what camp would you guess that I'm? New in? console. No, I I would actually say new graphics card, right? You would say maybe make an update I, to your computer, and show. Um, I would personally, I would in any PC gamer, but I can understand people that have. No, no, families. you're debating this. <laughs> oh, oh we have to graphic. fight. We have to fight. <laughs> you have to. No, go ahead. Say your piece. But I'm I'm not. I can see it from everyone's point of view. No, but no. I usually would go for a. If you're in my kind of camp where you haven't upgraded, like if you never got one of the 2000 series, right. or maybe you have a lower end like 1060 or 1070 or something like I do, it's probably worth up. Now would be the time to upgrade. Um, even if you get pick up like a new two thousand, like a two thousand series, um, for cheaper, you know, because I that's the main reason I haven't jumped up to like the twenty eighties or anything like that is because they're still real expensive. They're still like five to seven hundred dollars, I think. Mm. Um, and I'm like my again, mine still holds out, but I've been looking at like fourteen forty hertz monitors because I'm still rocking just sixty hertz monitors and like. I'm so I'm like if I want to if I want to go up to like better monitors then I'm gonna need a better graphics card to do it. Do so then all, the costs all start piling. All up. of these numbers makes my head hurt. Like, I, <laughs> but it's like Sh- like Shelby, counterpoint. Like, <laughs> no, so it's like so you can play games at like 120 FPS versus 60. You know, because I, I most games you play at 60 FPS and so yes. Shelby you are pro console in this scenario I would take it yes because yeah. of these price points I, I like well I mean not even the price points I think like you buy into an ecosystem right so like when you come out of pocket mm-hmm. for a Nerd. PC like you are <laughs> essentially piecemealing that and like upgrading that over time you know what I mean assuming you want to stay into that ecosystem the thing that I like about the consoles is you buy it once and it works like you know, I know that if I bring it home, yeah. you plug it in, it goes to work. Like, I don't have to you, upgrade. What about the Red Ring of Death, Shelby? Do you recall oh, that era of it? Right, working? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never got Red Ringed, so hey, it's it's Neither did thing. I. Yeah. I think people did. I think people did. Things How do you earn that? <laughs> people did stuff. 
Yeah, but were you just, you, you just saying that your Xbox kind of chugs on games for now? For sure, but eight years? Like, you would not own a PC for eight years and never upgrade it, <laughs> wait, right? Wait, wait, wait. Are you playing a launch? Are you playing I'm a playing launch, a launch Xbox, Xbox One? I got a Titanfall 2 pack-in console. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, oh, so I mean, I got a, I got a, I mean, I think it was six months after launch, I want to say. I want to got it, I got it in June, the following, following season. Sean, let me ask you this for the debate. If, if you were to say the strongest point in under 30 seconds, what would be the strongest argument you could make that why you should get a graphics card in 30 seconds? Go. What's the strongest argument you have? <laughs> Ray tracing. Ray tracing. Oh, no. um, I don't know. I would just say high refresh rates. Which doesn't mean a lot to console gamers because they don't know what that. But like. it would if they if they play shooters. <laughs> I think shooters and people that play fighting games want high, high refresh rates and fighting games is real good because that's how fast your uh, monitor is refreshing. Right. So the, the it looks silky smooth. I think a lot of the Capcom looks... players have moved to PC. If I'm correct, I can ask. Our, we have a friends that follow Capcom. I've seen a bunch. Of, a bunch of our friends are playing them on PC. PC yeah, now, yeah. Which is something I never thought I'd hear because. Fighting games traditionally have always been console, mm-hmm. like always. So when you're playing your games on PC, are you ever just like, oh man, that kind of looks that kind of looks a little rough right there, <laughs> man? Maybe I should look at getting more RAM or whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, oh yeah, recently. Yeah, like like consistently, like oh my screen, oh man, this is only a 60 hertz screen. If I had a 120 hertz screen, <laughs> right, right. Yes. Does that like? Well, for I just arguing PC versus console. Which what you guys are doing? Usually yes. PC games are a lot cheaper overall than console games although console games do a lot better thanks to things like game pass and stuff. Yeah, just give them the argument there yeah. sean and it's gonna be way, it's gonna be well it is gonna be way harder to get used games on consoles now that everything's going digital yes. too True. like that's just i mean you're not gonna be able to go to gamestop much longer like poor matt good, poor good matt. on you matt enjoy it but boy your days so, are numbered man like so what is this okay my question for you which system would genghis khan buy would he get a pc or would he buy the con- the Nintendo? Or would he obviously. buy? Would he go with the new graphics card? Or would he go with the new Xbox? Ooh. Well, the graphics card because they obviously gets you the most ladies. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I think he'd mm-hmm. go with the PC because he can get his virus out to the internet quicker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I think he'd go with the console because it's all about convenience and how easy it is for access. He wanted to just take and get in and get done. Well, that sounds a little little biased, moderator. (laughs) Hey, I know I just uh, conquered your entire country and everything, but uh, have you seen my graphics card? (laughs) Thank you for joining us on our pod today. We talked some stock. Feel free to share, subscribe, and like this. Our uh, website's going to be coming up soon. Check that out. Follow us on Twitter at underpoweredpod, Instagram at under.powered. Um, send us an email or hit us up in the Discord at any time. Our emails are emails at underpoweredmedia.com. That's, That's cool. it. And the That's Discord it. is in the link in the description below, the, the description of the show. For sure. Get your cord on. That's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Put it in your ear holes. Put it in your ear holes. We out. Play your games.